0: Podcast. We're back after another bit of a hiatus. We're very busy um, we've been very busy with uni and other various um, jobs that we have to do. So we're back to talk about the NBA, something we do very well. Um I'm your host, Tom Highland, and I'm joined once again by KC. How is it going, my friend?
1: Doing good. It's been way too long since we did a pod. So actually not that long.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> But too long by our standard, I'd say. But yeah. we are also joined by Callum. He's currently having his dinner. He will be joining us soon. Um, that's kind of how we roll on the Sixth Man Podcast. Um, <coughs> but there's a fair amount to talk about. Um, I will say like it seems like the NBA has been like fairly dead recently, um, from what I've seen. But there, there has been a, a few stories that we can definitely talk about. Um, I kind of want to talk about the, the Bulls to start off with. Um, so first of all obviously Fred Hoiberg was fired as the coach and he was uh, replaced by, who was he replaced by Casey? Um,
1: Boylan, I think it's
0: Jim Boylan. A guy called Jim Boylan and there seems to be some uh, some goings on recently in the Bulls, um, Casey, do you want to fill us in on what's been going on in Chicago?
1: Yeah well uh, basically after the Bulls had what their worst loss in franchise history, uh, they lost by 56 points uh the obviously the coach was pissed like who who wouldn't be you know and uh uh, he decided to really grill the players apparently he was planning all sorts of crazy like suicides and all these drills to like get it in their heads that a 56 point loss and that lack of effort was like unacceptable he also benched the entire starting lineup for the whole second half or basically the whole second half. So obviously there was like a lot of tension between the uh, the coaching staff and the players and then there was this huge uh, group chat where they were, a lot of hotheads were talking about skipping practices and staging some kind of mutiny against the coach because they weren't happy with how they thought he was going to be treating them or something along those lines and like, uh, so they were basically considering and i don't know how it became public knowledge but some it these things always do they were considering not going to practice to make a statement and like i think Lowry, marketing and some of the older guys were uh you know calmed everything down they're like okay let's go uh tackle this head on and then talk to the coaching staff they had a players only meeting which then they allowed the coaches to come in and then they talked everything out and apparently they're fine but they did lose their game uh, right after that to the Sacramento Kings so I don't know what the Bulls are going to do going forward but it just looks bad they are a terrible team they look bad
0: well they've been bad for a little while and I mean like they're, they're always when they brought well when they brought Heuberg in when the team was still, still okay but then they, they kind of decide to stick with him through what was kind of obviously always going to be a tank so like um I was kind of more surprised that they even fired Hoiberg like at the end of the day and and there doesn't really seem to be that many like specifics going around about why he was actually fired and like they obviously knew that they wanted Boylan in um as the replacement because they obviously put him in straight away but like it does seem like a lot of the players don't really get on so I mean, at the end of the day, like it doesn't really matter too much for the Bills. Like they're always going to keep losing games. Like Jabari Parker hasn't been exactly the best signing for them either. Um, Zach Levine is having an okay year, but at the same time, like it's not um, maybe the guy that they they paid in the summer. But I, I don't really know what 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 to really make of it too much. Like. I feel like it's just one of those kind of things that happens in the season, like a little bit of drama, like obviously um, when your team's losing, you, like the
1: tensions are usually pretty high. But The thing is, I, I don't get the Bulls though, because they have so much talent on their team and you can't just blame it on, oh, they're young, uh, because even if they're young, like the amount of talent they have should like lead to some kind of wins. They have Zach Levine, Chris Oviport is Larry Markkinen, Jabari Parker. Like that is a great, you know, five to build around, and they just can't seem to get anything right. And I, I don't, I don't know. They, they're just such a weird team to follow, and I feel bad for the Chicago fans because uh, it wasn't that long where they were uh, relevant, but now they have all this potential, and they're just messing it all up, trying to get draft picks. Hey guys, I'm
2: gonna, I'm gonna jump in here. Hi listeners. Um, I now have burgers, so I'm sorted and ready for the rest of the podcast. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird the Bill situation at the moment. I just kind of think they just kind of need to just have a complete overhaul. Like, it's the front office just is probably one of the worst in the NBA, given that they have job security but keep making just terrible decisions. It'd be okay if it was one of these franchises where you know you can just get a new GM, but like it doesn't seem like they're d- gonna do that anytime soon. So it's just gonna be this kind of same cycle of just terrible decisions.
0: What's the name we, of the GM for the Bills?
1: Uh, Gary something. Packs right? yeah. Yeah, Gar-Pax. Gar-Pax. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. been
0: around for a while, hasn't he? Uh, yeah,
1: I think he's been there for quite some time. Because I, I remember hearing his name, I've been hearing his name for a while, like, so it's, like, stuck in the back of my head somewhere, so he's definitely been around. Like Especially
2: I- for someone who's not really had much success, like, it's, it's weird that he's stuck around so, as long as he has.
0: hmm I mean, like, <laughs> when you say, like, an overhaul column, like, like, what are you talking, just the front office overhaul, or...? You, you yeah, yeah.
2: I think I think it just needs to be top down. Ideally the owner would sell, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. Um I mean, I so think yeah, I, I think front office needs to go.
0: I think they are a team with potential, but like I feel like they've also been a team for, with potential for a little while at the same time. Like I think like you've got a couple of studs in like Laurie Market and maybe Wendell Carter. Like Zach Levine, I, I, I think I, I kinda wanna put Zach Levine in the like good stats, bad team kind of category. But like I don't know, I feel like it is a team Like I think you're right Casey, I think it is um, a team that definitely is kind of underachieving and could do a lot better but, um,
2: Zach Levine is Zach Levine is white J.R. Smith, just saying
1: White Jr. Smith? He's J. So, so much better he is, <laughs> yeah.
2: is he though? I mean, he is. if Jr. Smith is as much of a leash as Zach Levine has, or had I mean, I guess when he was younger, not as so much anymore but I think pretty similar players to be honest
1: Because the thing is, J.R. Smith, when he was young, uh, was very dumb. You know, he he was a very boneheaded player. But he couldn't play in the paint like Zach Levine can. Like, he could dunk, obviously, but he couldn't, you know, he didn't have the driving and finishing ability that Levine does. So I think that's where he's better. Levine's better. And they're both the same kind of shooter. So I pick Levine over J.R. Smith. Like I think he's just a better player. Yeah, well, I'm.
2: I'm trying to look, trying to look up some stats right now, but you, you be, I mean, they're pretty similar, to be honest. Salivin scores more, but I don't know. It's not far. I mean, off. Like, I think it's not a bad comp.
0: I think it's a pretty good comp badge, Like considering like the two when they were younger. Like remember how how much of a ridiculous dunker um, Jr. Smith was like back in the day. Like, he still, like, appeared on, like, highlights where he, like, dunked in, and like, Denver and then some of the dunks he, like, pulled off in when he played for the Knicks as well. It was pretty ridiculous. But, um, I, I don't know if there's really much more to say about the Bulls right now. I, I, like, I'm sure they'll, like, figure it out. Or I, I think someone, something has to give eventually. Like, and it, it looks like it's probably not going to be the players because, like, they're all young guys and you can't really, like, put too much on that. Like, we were saying before he came on cam that, like, maybe Jabari Parker... Um, could be a bit better Zach Levine maybe could be a bit better I don't know But like um, Let's move on from, from the Bulls um, To something a little bit more positive This is something I wanted to talk about a little while ago um, But it seems very relevant to talk about it now um, Obviously look at Don Kitch Playing for the Mavs Is having a ridiculous rookie season um, Are we surprised?
2: No of course not I think we were all pretty high on him coming in. I still don't... I mean, the Suns and the Kings must be absolutely kicking themselves for not taking him. Like, how much fun would he be in those teams and they just let him go <laughs> straight by? Like a the Hawks, it. They, they at least got another pick out of it and Trey Young, but, yeah, I was daft. I don't, I don't yeah, know I was, why I thought that was a good idea.
1: I'd be so pissed if I'm a Hawks fan. I'm like, we could have had this guy and... I mean, Trey Young's good, but he's not Donkic. Donkic is balling. Like, we all knew, like, for me, I knew he was probably going to be Rookie of the Year. Uh, I think I picked Aiton to win Rookie of the Year. Either him or Donkic, I can't remember. But, like, we all knew he was going to be either one or two in the Rookie of the Year. But I didn't know he was going to be this good. You know, like, he looks like he's been playing for about five years. He doesn't look like a rookie at all and Dallas is actually a thing again you know with him and DeAndre Jordan and Harrison Barnes you know so it's it's actually kind of insane how they're, good he they're is they're what like the 8th seed right now Dallas
0: I don't think anyone
1: the West is so messed seventh,
0: up 7th yeah they're 7th currently I mean that could change, probably change tomorrow but like yeah, it's crazy. Like, I, th- I think there was a little bit of teething problems at the start of the season with Luka Doncic Is like the kind of veterans weren't really like used to such a young guy. Like, I think the league's definitely changed over the last few years with like the impact the rookies actually make on a team. But like Luka Doncic seems to be coming in and just like completely changing that kind of perception. And like just the numbers he's putting up for like so a guy at such a young age and like how efficiently he's doing it is just absolutely ridiculous to me. But like, it's,
2: just, it's fuel for the game. You can see it when he's out there. He just knows exactly what to do. Like most of the time on the court, I think defensively is where it needs to kind of improve a little bit for him. Yeah, I just feel like he's not always you know in the right position or whatever. But I mean, that comes. That's fine. Um, yeah. But offensively, like, there's not much more you could ask for at this point.
1: You know what it is though about his defense. I don't know how much he can improve it. He's slow. You know, he's like he's he's quick. He's got like. Quick reflexes in terms of like uh, his ball handling and his thinking and stuff. But like, if you watch his, have you seen his step backs? They're like, you know, I could leave the room, go get a drink, and he'd still be in his motion for his step back. (laughs) They're so accurate, though. It's like yeah, the
0: separation that he gets on them are ridiculous. He
1: he has like such wide steps when he takes when he makes his moves that he gets like great. He's, like, a really smart player. He plays like an old veteran. You know, he's, like, not as athletic. Uh, he's got that Carmelo fat on him. Uh, but he's, you know, he knows he's been like this uh, his whole career. So he knows how to use it really well. So he gets, like, nice, uh, really good offensive rhythm because of that. Uh, and he's it gives him some bulk so he can move bodies. But I don't think it's going to help him on the defensive end. Uh